1: Hey guys, I'm Sai and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation and the home of the Andy Campbell Football Show. This is series two, episode number six, and the show is available live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Ace Podcast Nation, of course, your home to many great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts, and more. So please do give us a follow on social media. Subscribe to that YouTube channel and click the bell for notifications. It is free. And it helps us out a lot. And, of course, if you prefer your audio uh, podcast in audio format, then we are now part of the Sports Social Podcast Network, the UK's first dedicated sports podcast network. You can find all of the Ace Podcast Nation produced shows, including the Andy Campbell Football Show, the Andy Campbell Championship Show, and many others, including some very exclusive interviews with uh, various people from various sports and industries, but uh, check them out, sport.social.co.uk. And uh, very quickly, on our Charity Super 6 update for the week. Me and Mr. Andy Campbell are in trouble because we both forgot to enter our Super 6 predictions. But, uh, of course, we are supporting charity, charity Super 6 Football Prediction League this year. We're raising money for two amazing charities, uh, Maggie Centre, which is a cancer charity. And, of course, the Mind Mental Health Charity. Uh, yeah, as I mentioned, me and Andy forgot to do ours, so we uh, did not have a good week. We're just giving people a head start though, because we <laughs> knew we'd run away, run away with it otherwise. But um it was a cracking week for Jason Davis, who tops the round with 19 points. Reese Ierson, Sally Griffiths and Dale Barrett close behind on 16, and Gareth Price still the man to beat at the top of the table with 47 points. There are 90 players at the moment, so we have uh, 540 pounds in the front prize pot. And, of course, uh, £800 for charity, which is uh, the most important thing, of course. If you'd like to test your football knowledge against myself, against Andy and other Cardiff City legends, then get in contact with Will Melius, who you'll find in the group chat probably at the moment. And, of course, uh, you can drop him a message on Facebook and join the group. Links to which are in the description below. Um, just as we do wait for the last couple of late stragglers, a, a big, a big thank you to uh, to Black Diamond Sports first of all for all their support around the channel. They are a global sports agency representing stars from around the world. Uh, for more information, go visit their social media pages and their website. Links to which below this video in the description as well. And uh, lastly, but most definitely not least, it is uh, a big thank you to today's sponsor, which is uh, Dan Ralston and Bespoke Financial. Darren is giving away a free will worth £140 at the moment with any new policy which is taken out. Please do check him out. Give him a call. Don't miss out on an incredible offer. All you need to do is give him a ring, tell him we sent you and find a policy or a service that they provide for you. you. Uh, He's looked after Andy, as we know, with various policies over the years, including the critical illness, the injury cover. They are top of their field. They provide award-winning service, and I cannot say enough how proud we are to partner with such a top-class brand. And uh, we thank them for sponsoring the shows. So on with it. I've got questions and subjects galore for this week. It's going to be a fascinating show with another top guest. But first and foremost, my co-host. He is the gold collector, the fox in the box, still the king of the Millennium Stadium ex cardiff City and Middlesbrough hero. He is, of course, Davy Jones' favourite son, Mister Andy Campbell. Mate, how are you? Good evening. Yeah, delighted. Um,
2: Middlesbrough hero. Uh, I think. I do listen, I think. Uh, I think our guest is uh, is pushing me well close. If I am um, really looking, looking forward to having, really looking forward to this. Uh, can't wait to dig deep. Can't wait to have an open and honest discussion. Because because uh, you know what, there's not many. There's not many characters in football anymore, um, and 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 this guest that we've got on tonight is, uh, is certainly one of those.
1: Yes, indeed. I had a couple. I had a couple of messages today from uh, from Bolton fans actually asking where they could watch the show. So uh, welcome to them. Uh, some new viewers, indeed. Looking forward to hearing from our guest. But uh, we are delighted to welcome tonight's guest. He is ex-Bolton Oldham and of course Middlesbrough centre back, Mr. David Weetel. Welcome, David. How are you, mate?
0: Yeah, very good.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, chop, chop, yes. man! we really, really appreciate you coming on. You I
2: think, I think, I think before we start any questions, you've had an amazing career. Um, you, you're brilliant at football, but how, how the hell did you get a burger named after you?
0: I don't know, you know. Um, I got well, I got a beer in Bolton as well. Named that
2: beer, beer and, beer and after burger. You know, you know that, that that is the dream for any footballer. That a, any current footballer, ex-footballer, that would be my I was, dream. I was just, in,
0: I was just in a takeaway in the arm. Uh, polo, and and the geezer was the fellow was looking at me, and he, he said, "I thought oh, he does just it's just a fan gonna ask me a question." He went, "He David," I said, "Yeah." He said, "Well, I, I well I own this and in the, in the Millen stokes and he said, I'm, "I I want to ask you a weird question." I said, "Go on." He said, "I'm making a burger, and I want to put your face on the on the <laughs> burger." <laughs> oh,
2: not going to sell many, is it? But <laughs> I just <laughs> said,
0: "I said do what you want mate but I've I've tried it.
2: Hey, it's all about That's the taste. It. It's all about the taste it's beautiful but I, I
0: just gave him two requests I said not a veggie burger I can't have a veggie yeah, burger bang yeah.
2: <laughs> on
0: and the picture he, the picture he wanted to put on it was a shocker so I said I can't <laughs> so I, said, I sent him a, a straight face on action shot I said, I said look I can't be having that one you want mate quality, so,
2: quality. <laughs> I, 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 do you know what I've seen it, and, it and, and do you know what for a a company, because uh, if anybody hasn't been any 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 local Middles of fans or haven't been to the Millers you get yourself along. The food's lovely. It's good atmosphere, oh, it's a lovely pub You know I mean? Out, outdoor place to, to eat and drink. It's uh, a yeah. it's spot on. We, uh, we, so, watched, you know, yeah, it.
0: we watched all the Euros there. It was fantastic. I did
2: yeah, It's a great pub. Yeah, yeah. I, I say I've I've been local there most of all, all my all my adult life. So it's, uh, it's always a pub that I've always gone to. Yes, it's it's spot on. I'll have to go back there and try a burger for sure. Definitely, definitely. definitely. You have to, you know. You might,
0: you might get you might get Andy Burger.
2: I wouldn't. Yeah. Want, I wouldn't want this face. I wouldn't want this face on a burger. mate, I'll be honest. Uh, that would be this, a, this, honest. One, this one got on it. So, <laughs> <laughs> must be a, a burger. though, I think you're on that. Uh, on that burger. Burger wrap. There.
0: Well, there's two. There's two patties in it. Cheese. <laughs> a bit of green. I didn't like the lettuce in it. I. Wonder, oh I no! It not, not, not yeah. I'm, I'm
2: not a big fan that. that uh, The
0: yeah. pickles. Pickles always have to come out, don't they? Oh, yes. Yeah, No, it's fantastic.
1: There <laughs> we go. So. I was going to say, I changed your intro, Andy, to it's from Borough Legends to Hero, because I felt like you deserved to be bumped down a little bit from Legends oh to Hero. Um, he up there. I remember his debut watching him. Well, you can go back to Legend when he starts remembering to put his Super 6 predictions in. So then you yeah, uh, can have his I'm, legendary I'm stage
2: Will, Will, I'm really sorry. That's twice in uh, what four days. I forgot to do it. I, 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 I'm yeah. better than that. I'm better than that. Yeah
1: yeah i've done i did it as well after all the grief i gave you last week i yeah, completely man. forgot but uh, maybe someone just said we should do them live on the friday show so we don't forget which is uh i suppose for kids really not a bad idea. But, uh, just before we go into the magnificent seven uh guys i wanted to uh i wanted to ask you about a clip i did retweet it earlier i don't know if you've seen it but there was um basically i think it was um it's a european league i'm not sure where um and basically there was uh like a foul and the ball breaks through and the striker's through on goal. No defenders around him. But the ref blows up for the foul. And as he blows up, he realises what he's done. He should have played the advantage. And the referee falls to his knees and puts his head in his hands because it means that much to him that he's made a mistake. But he's obviously done it publicly. And like the players who initially were really angry and frustrated that he hadn't played the advantage, because they saw that it bothered him, they were like, all right about it? They just kind of patted him on the back and said, don't worry about it and got on with the free kick. Now, if we saw more emotion from referees, and I don't necessarily mean in terms of when they when a player's screaming in their face or something like that, but I mean if they make an error or a mistake, would that perhaps stop fans, players, giving them as much grief as they do? Andy, what do you reckon? Um,
2: I think if referees and linesmen and fourth officials and, and, and all the officials weren't, a little bit like robots, you know what I mean? And, and they were able to make their own decisions. I think we can I think we can allow, allow them to be humans again, you know what I mean? Because at the minute, they're not making decisions. Um, and they're allowing VR to get them out of jail. And for me, I would like referees to go back and make decisions and make mistakes because players make mistakes all the time. You know what I mean? Players are human. They miss chances. They score on goals. They get sent off. They make mistakes. Referees and linesmen have always been like that. And they're always it's always a talking point in the pub after a game that, what was the referee doing? He he he, he was offside. He wasn't offside. Disallowed goal. Red card. Blah blah blah. For me, all that fun's been saying out the game. With here. you know, what I mean, I understand why it's been brought in, but for me, that's why the Championship, League One, League Two, other leagues, um, in different, different, in different countries, are, are more fun because you haven't got all this hoo ha and all this. Uh, for me, all all the uh, all the excuses, you know, what I mean, because for me, referees are, should be allowed and linesmen should be allowed to make make mistakes because they're only just human
1: human beings. Yeah, I mean, it showed he cared It showed that it meant something to him That he had, he knew he had made an error And it bothered him And I think the player's reaction completely changed To what was initial anger What about you, David? Like, how do you see that? Do you think if referees perhaps acknowledged mistakes A bit more publicly, that would help? Yeah, I think
0: so, yeah I did, I did see that when you posted it on Twitter It, it seemed very dramatic, though, didn't it? The way he went yeah, down did, yeah. all that But uh, I think it's, it's just part of the fan experience, isn't it? That the fans are going to have a go at the, re- the referee. I don't think that's ever going to change. But um, for me personally, I've always got on with referees. There's just a, it's just a certain two or three that seem to want to be the centre of attention. I mean, you probably can guess who, who I'm talking about. But uh, they are going to make decisions. And like you were saying, I'm not a fan of VAR whatsoever. You, you see it pop up and you don't know whether to celebrate or whatever because it's going to change in like two minutes. But it's just... And when it does change the decision, it's so long isn't it so it just goes but on, 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 on,
2: on that little ways as a as a player a current player now how would you how how would you handle how'd you react to games you know i mean would you celebrate non goals would you celebrate uh, would you celebrate a goal or would you wait and then celebrate later on would you just not bother celebrating like, i would, I would I, as a player how would you handle it i
0: don't know obviously i've not been involved when it, the obviously in the, in the top leagues with VAR, uh, but I, I it's just it'd be weird wouldn't it well, no, you, just, you, I, I... You, the goals against you. For me, when yeah. it's offside, or I mean, I got sent off once the geezer was about three yards offside, and then I've run back shoulder him and got sent off because the ref said I pushed him, and if that it would have been took back for for offside at first. So yeah. it goes both ways, doesn't it? But yes, yeah, just yeah. I just think it's killing the game a little bit. Oh, that is, but then, awesome.
2: but then I, look, I, I look at the way that you play, um coming off the corner, set pieces. You know what I mean? Every time you see a corner and something in the box when there's a, a little bit of a melee, a little bit of a, an overload, VAR gets looked at straight yeah. away because they're looking for a push anywhere, a grapple anywhere, a block anywhere, an offside anywhere. So you, every time there's a corner, it's 50-50 chance if it's going to be given. So you know as, a, as, a, as an attacking player, it must be just so frustrating. You know what yeah. I mean? Because the naked eye from a referee, if you can mm-hmm. see a pull, a push... A block, um, you've done well because it's happening in every league throughout the, yeah. throughout the world. Where, where you
0: know, a team, a team gets a penalty, and they've gone back to VAR for, from about five minutes before and give the other team a penalty because they've seen that crackers in it.
2: Well, yeah, seen that. Well, we 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 spoke. Uh, we did um we did an FA Cup show. Uh, it was last year. It was Watford at home to. I'm sure it was Tranmere. Um, and cos Watford were at home to Tranmere. Uh, Watford were three 0 up at half time, and Tranmere got three goals all all, all, all given because of our decisions. You know what I mean? flagged offside three times, but I'll give them. And if the game was obviously at Trenton Park, VAR wasn't allowed to be there. Because, and I just thought, how can that be fair? You know what I mean? Because you've got other games throughout the, 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 the cup competitions. It, it games at Middlesbrough wouldn't have had VAR. Games at Morecambe wouldn't have had VAR. Games at Carlisle wouldn't have had VAR. And it's, for me, you've, just, you've either got it or you haven't got it. You know what I mean? For me, if it's going to get implemented in England, it's got to be throughout, everywhere. You know what I mean? And if that, if, that. That, if that costs the FA money, then so be it. Because for me, enough, every every league's linked, and you know this from 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 playing at oldham last year. That Oldham get promoted, it means a lot to the football club financially. You know what I mean? Right. Um, uh, but if they're if they're stopped from getting promoted at, from a fine margin decision because of offside, for example, or a red card for you, then that's a big decision. And for me, it, it shouldn't be allowed to happen.
0: Well, that's the thing. isn't it? Obviously, the decisions are right. They get the the right now because of the, the go back and. Mm-hmm. Watch it so many times, but yeah, it's just not as exciting. But like I said, the decisions are right. So, send five man, isn't it? That teams need, I suppose. And then obviously, no one can complain that
1: it's the wrong decision. Yeah, totally agree. Um, We've already had loads of questions, so um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go straight to the magnificent seven, so we can kind of get into those because there is uh, some great. some great questions already. Um, very quickly, just I just want you both to answer like in one quick swel- foul swoop. Who is your favourite referee of all time, David? That I've had or that I've watched? Yeah, just any favourite, just your favourite ref.
0: I used to, yeah, I just popped up Kalina. I thought he was terrific to watch. Super, yeah. wasn't he? What yeah, about you?
2: Yeah, he, he, well, he was one of my best ones to watch. Never obviously got uh, an opportunity to ref him. Um one of the scariest refs I came across as a player was uh, Uriah Rennie. And it was it was the way he looked at you, you know, that if if you questioned a decision, he wouldn't blink. He just stares at you and he just came face to face with you. And it, it was intimidating a little bit. And I, I didn't mind that because I didn't give him any rubbish, whereas mm. I was probably scared to do so, you know, because I was a scrawny little kid and he was a, a grown adult. You know, what I mean, that was probably one of the reasons anyway.
0: We have to say Jeff Winter as well, being a Borough lad, don't we? yeah, don't, don't, don't tell, him. Don't tell him. him. Jeff
2: Jeff was on our show. Um, yeah, it, it was a great him. show by the way. I was I was like a I was like I was like a boxing promoter in the middle of Kasai and, and Jeff were having this Barney for about 40, 40 minutes about I, I can't remember what it was about, but were, I was, just, it was I was just crashing side to side. Yeah, that's I that was I was giving the red cards out.
1: Yeah, it was good. It was, it was, it was one of my favourite Friday shows we've done. Although we, we've had him on a couple of times, haven't we? Because he came on, he did a cameo on uh, the 50, 50th show, I think it was. What I mean. But right, so uh, basically, uh, David, night uh, well, like ninety, magnificent seven is seven quick fire questions for you. Uh, just lets the viewers get to know you a little bit and get to know your tastes. Yep. Okay, David Wheater, Magnificent Seven, always nice and easy to start. Messi or Ronaldo? Oh, Messi, all the confident answer. Favorite TV show? Only foals and horses. Easy one.
2: Easy one. I think everyone, everyone could have guessed that.
1: I oh, misses
0: not like it.
1: Is she not? Shocking! Shocking! That is shocking. Uh, I don't Only get good. it. No. I I don't think I've ever met anyone who doesn't like Only Fools and Horses. Yeah, I
0: haven't
1: passed, man. Madness. <laughs> <laughs> Funniest teammate? Uh,
0: um, Danny Raw was quite funny, but he, I don't think he meant to be. <laughs> 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 you,
1: know, you know what, they're, they're the best
2: ones, though, because it's just natural humour. It's just, yeah. it's just, it's just the when they don't realise
1: they're funny. He was funny, yeah. Uh, Most hostile atmosphere you've ever played a game of football in?
0: um whew. I don't know they just the Derby games I love them but the more hostile the better for me so I just love the atmosphere so probably like the sunland games at Middlesbrough um like Wigan Bolton're good very good yeah I enjoy them good shot Host, more hostile the, the better
1: yeah I would imagine so a couple few people say Andy's having a disco Is uh, no. it, what you the, What's going
0: on this I think question.
1: it's the why. It's just the wireless connection between your piece and your thing. I think <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird thing. I've seen it before, but it, I don't know. It let, me, oh, uh, let, me, let me
2: let me let me try.
1: Give me a dick. Oh, there we go. Ah, there you go. I don't know. I don't know quite what it is. It's back again.
2: It's yeah, uh, we go. can yeah. hear you crystal clear, which is the main oh, no.
1: thing. Doing um, angriest teammate you've ever had, David? Uh, Andrew Taylor, left Good. back. Did you not play with him? And yeah, it, it, yeah, graduated graduated.
0: For Cardiff. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, yeah. yeah played for Cardiff. Yeah, yeah. Great, great yeah, guy. I, but just could switch on the pitch and proper, proper goal for you.
2: But, yeah, yeah. I think uh, one of one of the lads played uh, played against him on Friday night. He played for I think he played for Harlepool over 4 over 35s on Friday night, and he was, uh, dishing, was dishing, uh, out, dishing out, now apparently. Yeah, he was, oh, uh, was yeah getting stuck in.
0: Paul Rumson, the left back as well uh, um, at Bolton when I was with him. Yeah, it he was a-
1: yeah, he was an angry I, man. In. He was angry, angry man. Guys, I think back he's back come back up back before, have not he, Paul? I'm sure someone. Yeah, Paul. Some yeah, isn't he?
2: Uh, is, is, is he? Is he? It's just manager now. at uh, Millwall, isn't he? Uh, Gary Rose. He's somewhere he was. He was coach
0: yeah. at um, Birmingham, so yeah, he might go. Yeah, I think, I a think country
2: he's country a. Now. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't like to take the wrath of him in in a changing room, like do. But he wouldn't be able to uh, stop. Angry coach.
1: guy.
0: Yeah. Another great guy
1: though, but yeah, angry on pitch. All the angry ones that did off the pitch. Yeah, is that white line? Yeah, I just, did. When, when I, one of my old friends is in the chat, he was an angry man on the football pitch as well, but uh, he's he's, uh, he's here, so welcome, um, and then we've also got, nice and easy, Middlesbrough or Bolton Wanderers? <laughs> Crazy,
0: Mikey,
1: <laughs> That's a tough one, isn't it?
0: <laughs> I
2: spent most of my career... I can't, I can't, can't I can't, I can't. <laughs> Do you know what, right? For, for, a, moment, mate, for a moment, for a moment, for a moment, I thought you were going to answer it. I thought you were just going to answer it. I
0: can't, can I? live in Middlesbrough now, but I spent all my career, well, most of my career no. at home. Do
2: you know what, right? <laughs> I, I, you know, that, that's probably the That's probably the most sensible answer you'll give tonight, that, not answering no, it.
0: Body. I
2: can't. I like it. I can I, 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 I agree. I agree. Mate, I, I I get asked Middlesbrough Cardiff all the time. And I, I don't like to upset anybody, so just I just ignore the question and just move on It's just because I have heard it. You look calm,
0: don't you? But it's, you spend yeah. your career in one place,
2: and you can and and, and, and and do you know what? On that on that point, Sai, we spoke, haven't we? That uh, and and some football fans think think players don't have an affiliation to a club or to an area. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and some don't, and I, and I totally get that. But some players yeah. absolutely adore every minute of every time they walk into a football oh, yeah, club from yeah, there, yeah. first minutes to the last, and they didn't want to leave. Yeah. Um, they couldn't wait to get there and I wish everyone was like that because then all the fans would have a really good relationship with all the players yeah. but it just doesn't you know what I mean but there's some players who absolutely adore
0: every person I don't have many regrets in football but not re-signed that ball and when I was I was at the stadium ready to sign but it was when they were they nearly went out of business and I got told that my contract wouldn't take effect until they got bought and there was no guarantee that they would get bought and they could, could have went out of business so I was I could have been just stuck doing nothing. So they're
2: doing nothing. Yeah, you I can't take that. still can
0: use a player. player. So I was, yeah. I was a bit gutted. Yeah,
1: could still be there now. I'm trying to think back to all the magnificent sevens. If uh, if anyone's uh, if anyone else has refused to 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 pick between because I, what I tend to do is I'll pick like pick. either the club they started <laughs> at. Just the Borough um,
2: Legends. Just the Boral Legends. Club, refused. Yeah,
1: just no i normally go with like either the two clubs they've made the most appearances for or the club they started at and the hometown club or you know something like that why did not you um, put all them in why did not you put all them in the question well because they <laughs> you had the most of most appearances between someone else has just said that as well because you had the most appearances for those two clubs yeah. basically uh, that's my that's my out um and then the last question is uh it doesn't have to be football related but who in your opinion is the greatest englishman who's ever lived
0: Oh, Bex for me.
1: He loves a bit of Bex doesn't I like class, that. He? first time he's come up as well. Just how many eyes he brought to, to
0: how many eyes he brought to football. It's
1: just Yeah. Changed the game, didn't he? And
0: yeah, David Jason the, who obviously yeah. plays who plays Delboy. David Jason's up there.
1: Mm. Yeah.
2: It's, it's, it's funny you know, on uh, on Bex I watched uh, I watched uh, into Miami the other day playing uh, and I think they were joined to all last last in injury time, last couple of minutes. And um, I think Iguain missed a he missed a sitter to be fair. And he, oh, I've never seen him! I've never seen him get that angry. He was punching seats and all sorts. And luckily enough, they went down the other end and scored again at like, the winning goal. But obviously, it means so much to him still. Football, obviously, now he's, he's money invested, so it's it's obviously oh, got, a different yeah. pressure. But he's 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 super talented for everything he's done. Oh he's not
0: how oh, he's not a sir? yet, I'll never understand. It's yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't, I, I don't get, I don't get, I don't get that. I mean, yeah, unless he's upset unless he's upset upset somebody along the way. We'll
1: start, we'll yeah, I don't
2: know. I don't know how. I'd like to I'd like to know unless his unless his uh his, his lovely wife upsets somebody. Maybe, along maybe the way. he
1: turned it down. You never know.
2: Yeah, maybe he, he, was, he didn't want uh, the attention. For your family. Be a family you'd, you'd accept it because it's a it's a huge honour, isn't it? Yeah, yeah you think so, but you know. That's the next step from, from what he
1: did for his country, that you know what I mean he's he's run yeah, through a well, bit wall yeah, for those lines, isn't yeah. it? He haven't got much more to achieve, has he? So I think that's probably that. Yeah. That is probably the pinnacle. I would have thought. Um, right, and leave, leave it till the end of his life. Is that what you're saying? Just leave it right to the end. Well, right, I just I don't know what else. What else? He he's achieved so much within football and charity and things like that. Like that's really? like the one one thing which is missing. I guess is what you'd say. But he's like incre. He David's right. He brought so many eyes to football. Uh, and I believe he, he changed the game in terms of uh, people caring about football. I also think he brought that was the start of caring what, like, what footballer was going out with who and all this, that, and the combination of tabloids and social media. Your haircuts
0: weren't it. Yeah, all your boots. Yeah, yeah
2: every, well, it was everything. wasn't it, you know what I mean? Because yeah, like, and I'm not, I'm, I'm. People will probably shoot me down, but for me, he. He also made the Spice Girls even bigger than what they were. You know what I mean? Because of just just how how famous he was, girl, he, he pushed them. He pushed them to a level because, you know, what I mean, I, I'm not saying that that relationship was a uh, w- was was forced, but it was it was great for both their careers at the right yeah, time. As well, well, it was absolutely yeah. amazing. So it's loving you know yeah. for me. He's he's made her just just the same as the other way around. Exactly. Yeah. Hundred percent. And not many people
0: said David Beckham's the best Englishman ever.
1: Yeah. No, no one's no. Uh, no one's no one's answered that question with David back in there. No one's I don't, said Del, Del, I don't think anyone said Del Boy either.
0: Yeah, that was, I'm vexing uh David Jason, I'm going for Del Boy.
1: Yeah, I no, see you. Okay. Original, original. Nobody has said oh, the oh, same. Rodgers in there as well, then, don't <laughs> So, um, next is the uh, what, what we call tell me why. So, with this, uh, David, we got. I give you and Andy uh, two subjects and you've got 60 seconds to talk about each one. Um, So one is a question, one is more of a a subject. Um, You're the guest, so you get to choose if you want to go first or second.
0: I'll go first, please.
1: Okay. And uh, Andy, you can decide if uh, we'll have the question or the subject first. I haven't got a clue which is which, by the way. So I'm going to go, let's go to question. Question, right? So, uh, David, the question is: How do teams like uh, Manchester United and others get rid of perceived deadwood and squad players who earn so much money? What and, it's hard, isn't it Obviously, sixty seconds go.
0: It got, like, well, is, I don't think they do, do they? Really? They've, obviously, they've got. I'm not saying that I'm not calling them deadwood, but you got Phil Jones, who's not, who doesn't play, hundred twenty grand a week. It's just massive wages, massive wages that they're getting. No other teams are gonna pay that wage apart from the top teams who, who don't want them sort of players. So it's just it's just them top teams giving out massive wages. And fair players play not gonna not gonna turn it down. I mean he's got another two years left, I think, Phil Jones. So fair play to the lad.
1: Yeah, he's loving it. I mean it's it's it is difficult because I think um do you do the, do these clubs have to pay those players off? I think it's the answer.
0: Well, yeah, I mean the players aren't going to leave either on their own. Say goodbye to all that money when they're at Manchester United. Why? Why would they? So either pay them off or play them or what? Whatever.
1: But yeah. yeah. Um, right, that's your sixty seconds. So what I'm going to add to that, and for you, is should certain players, so Phil Jones, for instance, not the only one, but Phil Jones hasn't pay, hasn't played for eighteen months yeah. because he's surplus to requirements. So what I'm going to add into the question for you. Is should players who aren't playing with it being such a short career be looking to play football rather than just bank 100 and whatever a week, sitting not even on the bench, sitting in catering? Um, your 60 seconds starts now, mate.
2: Listen, it's a difficult question. It's if, if these guys went to Newcastle or to Norwich City or to another top Premier League club and picked up 50, 60 grand a week. They're not going to go homeless. They're not going to go starving, either. You know what I mean? So let's be honest. They can still make a very good living at of the game and play football and maybe progress on back to the level that they think they should be playing at. But when they're, when they're sat there picking up money for, for no reason, I, I'd, I'd be gutted me. I'd be gutted in terms of not playing. You know, I got the buzz for playing. You know what I mean? The, the money was great. Don't get me wrong, because you'd love getting paid to do something that you really enjoy doing. But for me, I feel so for clubs that they can't, um, Utilise that money and and put the push their clubs onto another level because they're, they're stuck with these kind of players and uh, but then I can see from the players' point of view that why if the club offered them a contract that it's their fault so it's it's is it the chief exec's fault if is, is it manager's fault it's you can't fault the players but for me players should want to play because it's the shortest career ever and when it's over it's over and look at games not money.
1: And that's your, that's your time up. And I mean, Phil Jones, even uh, just because he came up, he refused to give uh, Raphael Varane his squad number, which I thought was quite funny. Would you have given up your squad number, David, if you were like w- in Phil Jones's position where you're not going to play, your surplus to requirements and a big, big money signing comes in and the club says, can you give me your, your number? Would you have that? I don't know, you know, because
0: I've had the same number my whole career. So it's, it's just a weird thing. I like, you see, you see your number. Just pop mm. up in different places when it's the numbers in your head. So it's, I don't know. I'm very, I'm attached to the number thirty-one in football now. So that might have been a bit of a struggle to give it up to someone just coming in the club who's, who doesn't know the club mm. or whatever.
1: Well, I was, a, I was the
2: same. I was the same as you. Heath, that obviously when I came came through at Middlesbrough, was given number thirty-two. Um, and after making my debut the first season, I got offered a, I got offered a, di- a different shirt the following season, and I, I said, no, I'd rather keep thirty-two. I was just, I was a number which it was special to me then, you know what I mean? So I kept it and, um, and then the following season, the club, the club wanted short numbers. They didn't want to go, didn't want to go past the 25s or or something. So I had to change. I I I think I went to 18. um, And, but then 18 was, 18 stuck with me for whatever reason. And you you just, you have an affiliation with the number. Uh, It's not, I wouldn't say it's a superstition. I wouldn't say that it's, I wouldn't say that it, it meant any, any less or any more than, than 32 did, but you always remember those certain numbers and it's, on social media, you you edited the numbers, you, you just love oh, circulating those kind. Of, it's just I, I, I don't
0: know what it is. And he, why? Just, he sorry, that, um he had w- one season after about f- five seasons at Middlesbrough. Thirty-one. He wanted all the starting eleven with a like one to eleven, and he gave yeah. me five. And I just mm. I see pictures of me in the f- number five kit, and he just looked weird, mm. like. And I didn't enjoy. Exactly. It. I didn't enjoy it. I just felt weird putting a number I five. Think,
2: but but I think though, especially when you come through the ranks at, at the club and it's your club and and you and you know everybody in the area, I think what's on your back sometimes is is your identity and and your yeah. identity yeah. In, in takes the pressure off you. Mm. Um, if I'd have been running around Middlesbrough with number seven on the back and Bernie Slaven being my hero, mm. that would have put, added on added on pressure for me because I'd have yeah. felt as though I would have had to jump on the whole gear end, and I would have mm. had to score goals, and I would yeah. have had to be offside all the time, and I would have had to do all these <laughs> things. Like but but, then, but do, it in, do it in the manner that he was he was a legend. And for me, I, I know we joked about Jude Bellingham and, and retiring his shirt and stuff, <laughs> which is funny in, in, in football terms. But I, yeah. I, I just think that, that, that number at a football club is so precious to you that if you want it, keep it. It doesn't matter what you've got on your back sometimes.
0: Well, when I went, I went to Bolton, obviously, left the 31 at Middlesbrough. I went to Bolton and I think it, was, it might have been Andy O'Brien just, just left like a couple of days before. Right, and he I mean, left but, the 31 yeah. so thought I it's it's
1: fair. Good timing. I me on my back. Yeah.
0: Good
1: timing, that. Yeah. Well, the, there is isn't there isn't, there is another side to it. Like, especially in the Premier League and the bigger clubs, footballers are basically a brand these days, aren't they? Like yeah. And they do, footballers do use their number in that brand. And oh, I yeah. think, so for instance, when Anthony Martial, Martial signed for United, I think he was 11 and he opened up, like I started like, oh no, he was nine, sorry. And he started a brand of martial 9 or am brand am nine and he did all the, the you know he paid for all the company and whatever the clothing or whatever he was doing and then uh, zlatan came in and they uh, gave the number nine to him and made him number 11 and he wasn't happy because he had started all his branding sure so,
2: but you but you talk you talk about your brands don't you you know you know what I mean the the, the number seven were Beck's, you've you got your C, you got your cr sevens you know what I mean it's it's yeah. uh it's synonymous for those players, isn't it? That's why my number's 32 on Twitter.
1: Why is your number 32?
2: Because that was my number at Middlesbrough. Got you. There you go. My number.
1: There we go. There we you go. The question's answered.
2: Oh, so uh, seven, AC 32 you
1: know, it just, it, it's a better ring to it. Yeah. It? So, just before we go on to the next subject, um, I did want to throw to one question, which I was really interested in from Donna. She said, did players know, like, did the clubs tell the players uh, how many shirts are sold with their name and number on from the club shops? No, not no. many. Anyway. Can't imagine being
0: too many. I mean, I've seen a few about, right. but you probably just don't mean, want to hear the figures, do you? If it's, if <laughs>
1: it's, if it's <laughs> like, no. but, yeah, I know. I
2: was just wondering if they. were uh, I, it I, I think it's, it's probably it's probably a best conversation kept quiet for me because uh, <laughs> uh, you, you look at you look at I'll go back to the middle of the days. You know what I mean? That you've got Ravinelli, Janini, Emerson, Testa. Yeah. Uh, all those kind of players. I'm 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 guessing there wasn't many thirty-two Campbells on running around. You know what I mean? And if there was they would probably mine anywhere for match one. So you know what I mean? It's yeah, listen, it, it is what it is, but like I don't know. I'd rather see my name on the pitch than in the stand, I think. Yeah.
0: I'm sure they're, they're, them conversations only come up with the top players, don't they, when they're getting yeah. a percentage of the yeah. sales in the shirts whatever, like Messi and Ronaldo yeah, yeah. and all them.
2: I'm sure they do. The yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I would have made a lot of money. If I got a percentage off Every shirt at 50 quid,
1: I might have made about 17, <laughs> <laughs> Um, Right, so the next subject is a bit more complex. So it's going to be difficult for you guys to fit into 60 seconds. But I am interested to hear your views. So uh, over the weekend, we saw Millwall fans fighting amongst themselves in the uh, Cardiff City Stadium. We saw loads of supporters around the country booing, taking of the knee. And a game in France was abandoned after Diego Payet was hit by a bottle and Marseille uh, got a 3-0 loss, I think it's been marked as now. Um, but then on social media, I saw literally hundreds of people excusing all this behaviour in different ways, but basically saying, well, everyone's been and behaviour around the weekends and fighting and you know all the trouble that's been happening around nightclubs and things like that around the country. I've seen so many people say, well, what do you expect being locked up for a year? Instead of condemning and addressing the issues individually, it's kind of like a blanket. Uh, they've been, Everyone's been locked up, bless them. And I don't know, it's, it's, it's weird for me because I feel like in some ways we're going backwards in the way we're dealing with stuff. So, yeah, you can have 60 seconds to talk about all that. Uh, David, you're first, mate. So enjoy that 60 seconds. I think that might be a struggle. Good look at that.
0: Well, I don't know. I've seen the uh, the Marseille, wasn't it? Get, was it Payet got hit with a bottle and he threw it back? I think yeah. I'd do the same, to be honest. But um, I've never, honestly, I've never been on a, a pitch where there's been proper crowd trouble or any any racism. I've just never been at a game where it's happened. Obviously, it doesn't. Shouldn't be in football, should it? Any, anything like that, to be honest. Uh. It's just just obviously it's how you're brought up, I think, isn't it? It's not you're not born racist, are eh? It's just no. what you what you learn and that. So but it's got no yeah, it's got no no place in football and that. So it's it's wrong. Um because players have got the ways of showing that they're against it, like taking the knee and that. Uh some fans are against it, some fans aren't. It's 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 their it's their choice, but the players are showing what they want, want to do and that's up to them. But yes, yeah, it's, it's just a lot, a lot going in and on with football, isn't there, all the politics uh, it's, it's tough
1: it's just at the 60 moment. Seconds. Yeah, it's, it's a tricky time and it's, a, it's yeah. look, I just think the amount of people I saw saying, well, of course there's trouble in town and of course there's this and there's that happening because people have been locked up for a year and they're having a drink and it's all going mad and I, that doesn't fly for me at all. But, Andy, we'll see what you've got to say about that very complex subject in 60 whole seconds, and your time starts now.
2: Uh, I, I seen an incident as well, and I, I just... Listen, Jamie Carragher, I remember, threw a... Somebody threw a coin at him, he threw a coin back in the crowd, and, you know I mean, players aren't there on the football pitch to be to be throwing things at and to be abused at and to, and for me, I think sometimes they have every right to bite back at times. It's not the right thing to do, but it's it, it, it human nature, you know what I mean? You only take too much at times, and... For me to use to use lockdown as an excuse that why you behave badly and why now you drink too much is just, just absolute rubbish for me, garbage. Um, I thought the behaviour of the Millwall fans was nothing short of just disgraceful, a kind of city at the weekend. I thought teams taking the knee, teams not taking the knee, it's causing a problem. It's causing a problem in, in football, it's causing a problem in society because, listen, we're trying to educate kids here and trying to educate people of why they're doing it and why people aren't doing it. And it's, for me, it's, we're getting a rare, we're getting a mess. And for me, if, if the FA takes control and decides that it's going to happen or it's not going to happen, I think it will stop the issue. Because if they just say yes or no, and then this we can we can all move on. Um, Listen, that's, that's a hard subject, by the way. I know, mate. I, was, I, I don't know I yeah. what, 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 what I was going to say there. I think the FA are causing a bigger problem. You know what I mean? Because teams can still do what they need to do. But do it in their own way and support it in their own, their own, their own certain way. To force them to do it just before they're kicking off, I think it's it's unfair on players because if you don't want to do it and you know you're going to get booed by your own fans. Because let's be honest, some own fans, Middlesbrough's own fans at the weekend, uh, uh, sorry, on Tuesday night against um, QPR, boo their own players for taking the knee. How can you? How can you justify booing your own players? We haven't seen your own players for eighteen months, and now you boo them
1: off. I don't get it. Mm. Yeah, it's incredible, mate. It's um, and and the main reason I, I kind of shoehorned the, all those incidents together, and because I wanted to have a, a conversation about it, and I thought, oh, I'll throw it in to tell me why, and of course we can carry on the conversation. But it's um, it is difficult. I just the um, and it wasn't even like one or two people I saw on social media, on Facebook and 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 Twitter and Instagram saying what do you expect because people have been locked up for so long, and it's like a big release, and I'm like, well. Everyone's been locked up, but not mm-hmm. everyone is behaving in that way. Not everyone is going over but, the top. But it's also
2: it's also been happening for for such a long time. You besides. know, every time every time Cardiff City went away from home in, in England from from when we when we went across the um, the bridge to play any English club, was, the the trouble was horrific. You know, I mean, I remember yeah. the notorious game we played Stoke Stoke City in the playoffs, and I was sub. I wish I wasn't sub because I was in a I was in the firing line and we i being funny. I was warming up, stood watching the game, and then. I turn around and there must be 50 people running past you, just punching you as they're walking past you, just thinking, what's going on? This is a this is a semi-final of the playoffs. And yeah. you know what oh, I mean? Like, there's one reason why I wanted to win was that, was that, but we didn't, unfortunately. But yeah. I, it just leaves you with a sour taste because football and violence and respect on the pitch, off the pitch, is it's never going to get eradicated unless hmm. the FA, UEFA, FIFA, just damp it out and do something severe. Yeah. But they're never going to do it. No one's got the balls to do it.
1: No. You know, with with the taking of the knee thing. See, I, a, a while ago, I was like of the opinion that everyone should be, each team should be able to decide amongst themselves if they want to do it or they don't, and that's it. It's up to them and whatever. But you make a great point, Andy. Where where you have got that now is causing more of an issue because you've got own fans or other opposing fans booing it and taking it, and some people are doing it and some people are not. And it's it's almost becoming like like you said, a grey area and it's causing more confusion and issues than it is what it's supposed to be about, which is about like an anti-racist gesture. So I do think they need to find something else that I think, isn't I think this have was, the same this, this was my
2: point that obviously Middlesbrough against QPR, QPR didn't take the knee, Middlesbrough took the knee. Fans were booing, fans were cheering louder. So are people cheering for QPR because they're not taking the knee and and, and they're standing against it? And people booing. The, who knows what's going on? I've I got a clue. I, I, I'm I'm am silent, looking around, thinking, what on is going on? Like, who side are you on? Are you supporting? Who are, you, are you supporting? I'm there to support the team in red, and thinking, I'm, if they get beat five nil, I'm still cheering them. If someone does a bad tackle, I'm still cheering them. I don't care if you take the knee or doesn't take the knee. I, I don't <laughs> see why we why we why we, why we get involved.
0: I went to the uh, borough's first game. I think None of them took the knee, apart from one one lad took the knee, which is
2: yeah.
0: perfectly fine. it's his yeah. choice,
2: but the same again. Wait, he doesn't deserve to be ostracized by his oh, exactly, teammates, yeah. by the fans, by the club, yeah. by FIFA, but by the opposing players. And fans. With him and his teammates, gonna yeah. well, then
0: you get some players who, who don't want to think about anything else apart from the game, they're yeah. like really high strung in the change rooms and stuff like that. Maybe yeah. don't want to think of stuff well, that wasn't it,
2: was it was it was it the Liverpool game was it Liverpool game last week um did, was it I think it was who forgot to take the knee didn't he and as the referee blew his whistle he took the he took the kick off and then yeah, everyone else took the well, knee and he went to go and get the ball back and brought it back and that's a that's a player who's who just wants to play. You've got a group you you know what I mean you got you got players who the last thing on my mind would be I've got to take the knee. You know what I mean? You've got you've got <laughs> managers now I seen Neil Warnock Neil Warnock did it, was it midweek or he did it he did it last season. It took him about three weeks to get up. You know what I mean? It's like, I think I would be, I'd don't think i better do it. I think I'd, I'd stand solidarity just because I couldn't
1: get up. I know, be yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't happen. Yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. And, you know, they can, uh, for me, I think they should find just something else. I understand the reasons why it all began with the taking of the knee and the reasons and, and the links to George Floyd and police brutality and it came all from kind of America. And I I also understand that some people have Issue maybe with the certain politics of it, and not necessarily a racism side of it, but the organisations that are linked with it, or whatever it may be. Everyone's got their own opinion, and of course, then there's a group of people who are who are racist and don't want to do it. Unfortunately, but like for me, there just needs to be something different. And yeah. whether that's all going back to just when they line up to shake hands, they all wear the kick it out t-shirts or whatever it may be, just something which can be united and unanimous that everyone's a part of and it doesn't create this constant um what's the word i'm looking for like controversy almost every week like it's, it's drawing attention to it uh garen cole said he thinks the problem regarding taking the knee is not the kneeling but the confusion of what it represents people who boo are probably booing because they believe they're representing black lives matter movement and not the real reason which is to kick out racism um and this is thing is this like you said, Andy it's so grey in terms of people aren't quite sure what it's representing. To me, it should just be, and I think it is, just about sending an anti-racism message. But for whatever reason, there's a, a side of people who think that it's linked to some sort of politics and stuff like that. It's I don't know, I, well, I just think
0: I don't know. For me, I'd I'd like to look into everything. Before I make the right decision, yeah. But if I had a choice, I'd be out in the community doing doing stuff with the Stop different on. communities with the different communities. But obviously now it's it's tough in it. We're not. We, you can't really go out with obviously yeah. COVID stuff, and you can't educate people like that. Then that would be the best way get the young. Going to go go to the schools we 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 hit the nail on
2: the edge, You know what I mean that that you Absolutely weren't born you weren't born a racist. So the only way to get into that and get around that is getting into schools and getting and, and starting primary schools, secondary schools. We still tell you when um, when we were at Middlesbrough with the foundation, the foundation, uh, plenty of clubs does some great work by the way. is no different. I know Cardiff got it, got it spot on as well about um, going into primary schools, getting kids into their to their schooling and and teaching them through football, numbers, league tables, etc. And what a perfect way to get a a player to tell their story or tell about their journey or things that have happened in their career and about their life and 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 about racism and thing. I just think it's a it's it's a it's a perfect way to do it instead of teaching certain things within schooling, for example, within history, which are at the minute irrelevant because you know I mean things are evolving every day and every and every and every year and we're moving on and I just think it's a it's now a, a that. The players are that big in terms of role models for for young people. That they're just the perfect person to go to do it.
0: Yeah. Well, my 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 little girl was in in Bolton School. Her best friend was a little Asian girl from India. Never said anything about obviously being different colors or whatever. Just loved each other, best friends. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah
1: right. And, like, and, then, like, and like, you know,
2: like, and, that, and, that, and, that, and that's where that's where it becomes heartbreaking, doesn't it? Because People don't see. I don't. I don't see people in different colour skin being different. You know what I mean? It. I've. I've played with people. I've got friends. I've. I'm. friends. You know what I mean? I. am not different to them, and they're not different to me. So I don't see why, why people think they've got the right, um, to do it. And for me, I think sometimes it's sooner rather than later. It's got to be taken, got to be taken out of the clubs and players' hands because we don't want to repeat what happened against Cardiff and Millwall on a bigger scale because it was only on a smaller scale. Yes, people potentially got hurt and people, and I don't want to see that again. And I hope I hope everyone is okay. But if that's 20,000 people doing that, we're going to have a serious problem in our hands and we yeah. can't
1: afford that to happen. Spot on, mate. Um, I just want to address something very, very quickly, which, uh, which Rye said just now, he said, uh, I support every decision uh, that my club make, even if I don't agree with it. Um, right. I'm, I appreciate your comment as always, mate, but I cannot agree with that whatsoever. Um, Come back to me when your chairman tries to change the colour to, to red, or blue or yellow <laughs> you or. You know what? I knew that was going there. I knew that was. But you don't. Me. You you'll support his decision even if you don't agree with it. No.
0: I, I, thought, yeah. they were a bit, I thought the red looked better. You know.
1: Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> where's those? Where's the end credit video? Let me see. Uh, <laughs> I tell, no,
2: I tell this, you what. Last time. Last was it? Was it last time I went or the time before? Last time I went back and. Uh, and I was I was with the chairman, the chief executive, and uh, and it was a cold day, and he give me he gave me a blanket, he gave me a red blanket, and it was like, no. it you know what I mean while I was in the game. Yeah, well, I didn't want to, I didn't want to look like I was supporting it, so like I had it on, I had it like I was hidden away, you know what I mean? But I was. I feel like going well, the Riverside and watching
0: them, watching Middlesbrough playing in blue at home. Yeah, wouldn't
2: like. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't exactly. it wouldn't happen, would it? Wouldn't happen. And and, and that's and that's how serious I think we've we've got it in. It is like. You know what I mean? They've like Bolton's famous colours, white. You know what I mean? Someone's sticking no, them yeah. in black. You know what I mean? It's like you couldn't pick an opposite colour. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, well, probably white would have been worse for Cardiff because it's Swansea, but I think yeah. the red—you couldn't be any opposite. And for me, you, uh, you don't upset. You certainly don't upset passionate football fans it, like Cardiff. You know hate yeah, I mean? like the
1: whole fan base instantly, yeah. don't you? It's um. Do you know what though? There'll, there'll be certain YouTube channels and uh, stuff now, and you'll be reporting Andy Campbell supported the rebrand as he took a red blanket from the chairman. <laughs> but, I know, I know. I don't not cut everything off and say that I asked for a red blanket. Yeah, I for, they'll, yeah. they'll edit it. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to that. Um, right, let's get on to Mr. Wheaters' career. But um, look, there's a phenomenal amount of questions. I'm hoping that the ones right at the start haven't been cut off from my screen. But I'm going to do my best. We're going to fly to some of them before we let uh, Mr. Campbell loose. Um, so let's have a look what we got some people said that uh, you should you could have grounds for divorce because your wife doesn't like uh only falls and horses you're telling me i think it's, she, you know I think, I think it's the, the main reason
0: that's the main she reason she doesn't like the colors obviously because in the 80s and early uh, you know, it's too dull she says the colors oh, right to go. and she doesn't find it
1: funny jesus Oof. um so we've had a few questions asking um about the situation and how you came to leave oldham um yeah. Are you all right to talk about that? And Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: fine. I'll just tell the truth. No yeah,
1: problem. crack on. Yeah, so there's been a few. They're all kind of just about the same. It's like, what happened? How come you left? That sort of thing. Uh,
0: do you, um, yeah. Yeah, well, go on, jump next in. i a long one. I'll try, and, I'll try and cut it down. But uh, obviously, when all the, um, the COVID thing happened, we got told we were going on furlough uh, and they were topping it up to 80%. So it was basically we were going to take a 20 percent pay cut so now some of the lads were being treated bad and didn't want didn't want to do it i was the pfa rep and the captain at the time so i was getting it from from all angles but i talked them around to taking this 20 percent, even when they weren't happy so i went back said Look, we'll do it or whatever to two or three days later we had a zoom meeting and they said uh we're not topping up any wages on on, on top of furlough so Basically, for for me, it went to like a 70% pay cut. Lads were like 65%, 60%, whatever. We were, I mean, they would take 70% pay cut in any job. And, and that was, and they said, that's till football comes back. And there was no date for when football was coming back. I mean, we could be still on the 70% pay cut now. And we all have bills to pay. I mean, I t- I took, I t- I my daughter was in Bolton school. Let me tell you, I needed that pay. But, uh yeah, it was just, just from that, I was I wasn't allowed to pick uh I wasn't allowed to play after that. Uh Harry Kuhl pulled me and said he needs everything sorted, um, because he's not allowed to pick me. He said he's been told from the top, he's not allowed to pick me. Um just stuff like that. I mean, got sent to the youth team. Uh they said the owners have decided I'm not with the first team no more, they won't with the youth team. in there. Uh, <laughs> I even said, "Oh well, I'm I'm staying over here today, so I can train today if you want." Uh, because he you said you're off today, come you with with the youth team tomorrow. And They said, "No, the owners won't let you train with the with, with us today." So I mean, I, I even offered my services to train, and not not allowed. But just I mean, just stuff like I didn't get told I wasn't the captain, stuff like that. And I, I knew I wasn't the captain, but um, it was Cal Piergiani, the captain, obviously now who who, who told me. I said, look, Pidge, I, I knew I was going to be captain. I said, you'll do a great job and all that. I said, I'm, I'm buzzing you off to sort everything out now. But yeah, just stuff like that. I mean, got sent for the youth team. Uh, I was like I was like doing runs and everything with 16-year-olds every day on, on AstroTurf, which not the best for a 33, 34-year-old. But I just stuck it out. I so said, I'm not not going to let these defeat me, really, and just stayed till, till I got what I wanted, really, from from the outcome I said, I'm not signing I want to tell the, my truth I want to tell, get my side of the story out so it's what I'm doing yeah so yeah it was a t- tough season but I mean I probably knew I wasn't going to play but seeing the, the defence had the worst defensive record in the league just stuff like that and the lads How
2: does it feel all oh week knowing knowing that You've got a reputation for being a true professional, and you know what I mean. Playing probably when you when you when you've got knocked, when you've got injuries, and running through yeah. a big wall for every football club that you played for. So, how does that feel that you've been treated that badly by, by basically a group of non-football people?
0: Well, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, the day I went with the youth team, I was all right with the with the academy manager. He was a uh, used to play for Oldham. I said, "Look, I'll never cause any problems in training, so don't." even think that I will, I'll get on with stuff. That's the thing, if I did something bad, like smash someone in training or something like that and they weren't allowed to play, I'd, I'd have been, yeah, fat, fair enough. But all I did was not take 70% pay cut when there was no, like, haggling. I mean, got 50, 40, was nothing, it was just 70% or nothing, really. And I think that's, the, a, that's a
2: hard <laughs> thing, though, Stai, isn't it? Because we've we've not been in that, environment have me about covid and you know what i mean you you look at the premier league players and we just talked there about about players who are picking up 110 grand a week and should they play football and um should they just pick their money up you've got players in league one and league two who who need every penny that they earn and they earn that money because they've earned it you know what i mean so for a football club to decide that they're not going to top their players wages up on top of furlough. Um, it's it's not right. You know what I mean? Because no, not, no, you've got you've not. got the playing staff, you've got their coaching staff, you've got the play, you've got the people who work within um, the football club as well. Um, who are all in the same boat. So why why on earth why on earth should 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 that be allowed? Because now when you've got fans back in and you've got um, selling shirts, selling programs, getting the you know what I mean, getting decent crowds back in. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Football club like Oldham who haven't had to spend any money over the last. Year to eighteen months. Yeah. I, I, that doesn't sit right with me. That because yeah. professionally, you've asked all employers to take a huge cut, and then those guys are out of contract. Potentially <laughs> going to be on sim- similar kind of money, which I don't like. That um, don't
1: like. No. That. So, <clears throat> D- David, a few, a couple of people. Sorry, sorry. Try not to choke. Just don't choke. No, um, but honestly, a few of my stuff that
0: was going on. I mean, I like got an e- email. I think I got it on a Thursday. Well, I said it came on the first. I didn't open it till a Friday. and said, You've got till Monday, four o'clock on Monday to find a house over back back near Oldham or you mm. will start disciplinary proceedings. And my family, I was obviously living with my wife and two, <clears throat> two kids, and yeah. Luckily I had a friend over there who had a, who was renovating a house that I could stay at. But I mean, we're in the middle of pandemic. What was the chances that I would find a house in like two days over the weekend? Yeah. Just I mean, unreal, just
1: still, like, so a few people straight away sort of said, um, as a footballer, have you not like basically have you made enough money to 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 be able to deal with that situation? And to me, and they did, they've all kind of said, like, they're not trying to be funny or rude, they're just asking the question, but like mm-hmm. to me. That's not the point. Like yeah, not, in not. no no other industry would you be allowed to do what do what they did with the regards to the wage and refuse to and then refuse to do it yeah. and then put try and force you out of your job by giving you like really terrible working conditions intentionally. No other industry in the world no. would you be able to do that. I mean, but I, I don't some, all right.
0: some of the stuff that gets said to you in like half time. Full time would not fly in any of line of work. You'd mm. be sat. I mean, I told my mate who um, <clears throat> he's like the boss of somewhere around in the, the like the gas works around here or whatever it is. He said if if I was there, he'd be he'd be strung up by by HR if, if he was treating his workers like I was getting treated. But
1: then but isn't but then, that I what the PSA is for, guys? Well, isn't yeah, that what I, the pfa is for? Well, yes
2: and no, but for me, I, one thing one thing, what what doesn't sit right with me with, with the COVID thing is if, if some of the big teams trying to go through furlough. I know Spurs oh, yeah. tried it, didn't they? And a few other, a few other clubs did it. Liverpool. Um, why not? Why didn't Oldham and other clubs defer that part of the money and say, listen, you deferred it for a year, deferred it for two years, you know what I mean? Because... With being a PFA rep, uh, that's what the PFA say to you. You know I, mean, I know. I know when Cardiff City went through the financial problems when Sam and, and Peter Rizzo were there, and, and we deferred our money. We deferred our money, and after two years, some of us had left, some of us were still there. Um, we then got offered a percentage of it, um, and then it was up to us if we wanted to take it or you or you or you or you go without it and you you potentially get it when, whenever you get it. But
0: for me, I, I did ask that. It's fair, it's the to I, yeah, we were on that Zoom meeting, like we got told just about the pay cut. At the end of it, I just said, "Is so? Is this a deferral?" And because obviously it was a lot of money, yeah, we were, <coughs> we were going to have to cut. I said, "No, <coughs> heck, sorry." We said, "No, it's not a deferral. You are just obviously just not getting it." So,
1: yeah, I think it's it's a it's a unique situation with COVID. Like no one's ever had to deal with that before, but like someone just said can I ask you this you, you'll be able to clarify this for me David uh, but someone in the Reese just in the comments has said Oldham is a strange one the guy that bought and bought the club and one stand but allowed the previous owners to own three of the stands is that right
0: <coughs> it's what I've heard I've... <laughs> <laughs> did he get the best one, get new Honestly, one. I, hope we got, I hope we got the new one this crack it's crackers it's is what's going on I mean <laughs> I don't, I've heard a very, where lads say like he, he owns nothing but the badge or whatever. but I, I, I don't know honestly. I don't think he owns too much to be honest.
1: Yeah, and like I will there says Paul Skulls came and he went very quickly, quite quietly as well. It's um, it's difficult, isn't it? It's yeah. but I appreciate your honesty, mate, and you you know you telling us yeah. your side of the I've, story. I yeah, really do. The whole
0: thing. I've I've talked to a few lads that were in that changing room with Scholes, so I, I know what went on, but. Obviously, they had the legal case, didn't they? So, I can't, I can't really talk about it, but I know, I know yeah. what went
1: on. I'm sure a lot of fans do as well. Yeah, it's, it's a tricky one, and you know, it is where it, I guess it is. Whereas fans obviously are always interested in what's going on behind the scenes, and obviously, I think everyone would agree that like no one, uh, no one deserves to be treated like that, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your wage is or no. how much money you've got in the bank, whether you've got two P or two million or whatever it is, you, you shouldn't be able to be just turned on your head and treated like that, not just in work, but with your home situation yeah. because no, exactly, they've yeah. gone back on something they said. And to me, well, that, that's what it comes Well the down furlough to. thing, it was it was
0: a bit annoying because people I think people thought the furlough was up to eighty percent of your wages, but it was capped at two and a half grand. So mm. Yeah, we were getting obviously massive cuts from some, some of the lads every month. Yeah. So it just wasn't it wasn't going to happen. But the PFA, you mentioned the PFA, they were, they were very good with us. I mean, obviously I was a PFA rep, so I was talking to the, the PFA every single day. It was just it was just annoying. But uh, the, yeah, they helped us through. We, we got our money in the end because it was it wasn't right what they did. How, how they, they just took our money. Uh, we 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 didn't agree to the to this pay cut anyway, but they did it anyway, and we didn't get our money for like four months. So, See, and
2: yeah, I think, think that's uh, and own and own and, own and, and that's the issue, so sorry, You know, I mean, within football, and it's probably the only industry that you can that you can probably still work and mm. not get paid. You know, what I mean, have done yeah. it clubs. I I've been there that you you, oh. you go to training, you put your you put your health on the line, you're playing games, mm-hmm. you're not getting paid, you're traveling still, you're paying outgoings, and it. It's hard. It's hard to take mentally. It's it, it puts strain on family life, personal life, uh, work life. It's it's not easy. You know what I mean? And people think that you play professional football and like you don't work again when you when you turn this magic number of thirty-five. And it's so, it's so mm-hmm. far from the truth. It's scary. Uh, you know what mean? I, I mean? is the so only, different.
0: It's the only line of work that people say when things go wrong. You should be working for free.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: It's, yeah. It's, what other job? I mean, Bill Gates won't work for free, would
2: he?
0: No. Not worth two hundred billion. He won't work for free. Oh. But he probably he might do, actually. Yeah, sure. but...
2: yeah, but,
1: no, but it's, it's, to... it's not the point, is it? As I was saying, <laughs> it's not the point of well, the money is. It's the point is that you've got a contract and stuff and, and you mm-hmm. probably, like, just from speaking to you, I'd imagine you would have been willing to come to some sort of arrangement to help out the club, oh, as did hundreds and hundreds of footballers across the country, yeah. from the top to the bottom. They all did different things to help out the clubs. Yeah, but but the club seemingly didn't want to didn't want to play that game. in The of, thing for me as well.
0: I signed, I signed obviously coming from Oldham, we, and we, uh, coming from Bolton. We hadn't been paid since from January till obviously the end of my contract, and then went yeah. to Oldham. I, I, t- I told them. I'd, I'm not standing for any money, funny money but business because I won't pay it on time and all that and
1: obviously all so, that happens. So. so sorry, you hadn't been paid by Bolton for... Oh, no, like, from, in from month January. Obviously,
0: it was the last of these new owners, I've not met them, but they seem brilliant and it's back together. But uh, the owners before them just said every month they weren't paying us, so we didn't get paid from January till, obviously, the contract ran out in July, we didn't get paid anything. It was That's the new wild. owners. Had, the new owners had to pay all the players and all that from the previous regime. We all got it right. about October, I think. So
2: it was wild to be like and that. That must be um, hard, also, I mean, <laughs> you know, that we've spoke. You know what I mean? The, the, you've got, you've got an affiliation to a football club. You love playing football. All you want to do is just is just go out there and just just kick a ball yeah. around and, and train and, and play games and just entertain mm. and do your best. But at the same time, you've signed a contract. You know what I mean? That contract is binding. Once you sign that contract, mm-hmm. that contract is binding from a football club. Yeah. You know I mean, I, I get teams have money problems because they they spend too much and don't recoup the kind of money which they expect. And you know, what I mean, I, I played for Bolton back in the day when they when they got promoted to the Premier League and 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 they've been down, they've gone back up, they went down, they've down again, and they're, hopefully they're going back up where they need to be. And it's, it's it's one of those football clubs that it's been in the right hands the wrong hands, and now hopefully now back in the right hands. And it's yeah, just yeah. the FA right. again have the have an opportunity to make sure these these clubs are run by better people. You know, what I mean, do oh, do. No, pitch yeah. Do better
0: checks. Well, that's the thing for me. It was, it was such a bad time. I mean, we went on strike for a game. We we didn't play a game on the Saturday, but I think that was about two months. We hadn't been paid for two months. But for me, it was it was horrendous because I lived five minutes from the ground, five minutes from the training ground. I used to go out in the town, restaurants, and the bars, mm. and that. And it was just the, the worst thing for me going not playing that
1: game. But how then, did that come about? the strike like um, in terms of the players and the conversations like that must have been quite a big decision to make oh, as a yeah,
0: it was massive we i mean obviously we we were coming in training every day which we, we were getting paid and we just all every one of us decided as a, as a group that we have to do something uh obviously we didn't want to miss a game but he no. got he got exposure from that for what was going on uh but, yeah, we, we we were just getting told we're not getting paid. It, it wasn't getting deferred or anything. But then, I mean, I, I have banter with Wigan fans on Twitter and all that. They say, oh, you don't care about the tr- about voting. You, you left them when you weren't getting paid. And our players did all this. They were, Wigan players were getting their money deferred. They were getting told that we weren't getting paid a penny for months. So, it's hard, um, though, isn't it? You know
2: what I mean, Cause yeah. how does How do a group of players make a stand because... He, if you don't go training for a month, you're not in, you're not in good shape. So you can't go exactly. play. If you don't, yeah. if you don't, you've don't, you got to hit a club and make a stand in the right possible way. So for me to not play yeah. must have been a horrific decision to make oh, for those okay. players because to they see the fallout, which is the publicity um, yeah. of good and bad, by the way, because the good will have come um, from a few people, but the bad will have also come towards the players because there's players who, who, who get the stick and get the make praise. That. Exactly. Um, and then you've got the fans. Some are taking it in good heart that you know what I mean that, that, that the players care, but they need they need to make the stand. But some are gone. Yeah. They only care about money. Blah blah blah. And like I, mean, yeah. I, I repeat yeah. what I said earlier on the weeds. You signed a contract, not you. Every single one of those twenty players and the staff. So say, it's, it's not I mean, just people, one person. People forget.
0: People coming to, on to you on social media saying, "Oh, I, I play for Bolton for free." I'm thinking you wouldn't. You, I mean. If you didn't have bills, you didn't have family, fair enough, play for free. But every single one of us have bills and stuff. And if I had another job, I would go play for Bolton for free. But I didn't. Yeah. That was...
2: And, 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 and listen, we all, we all say this side, don't we? You know what I mean? That, that every football fan would uh, would give the left arm to play football and play for their club yeah. and play for free. Yeah. But but it it is the best living and the best job. Yeah, it's not it a job, is. it's a hobby. It's a hobby which you get paid for. Mm. You know what I mean? It's the best yeah. thing ever to do. However... You know what I mean? It is a hobby, but yeah. yeah. However, like, no. how, do you, how do you put petrol in the car? Exactly. How do you how do you put the shop? How do you feed your kids? How do you feed yourself? How do you how do you put the fuel into your own body? It's by getting paid by the football clubs. Yes, footballers exactly. get paid too much, and then get people's gripe about the NHS and 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 and, and other other um, other jobs and other areas. But that's not the footballers' fault, unfortunately. You know what I mean? And 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 it's the players in probably League One, and League Two. Um, who sometimes get ostracised and get 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 the negative press when they don't play. Instead of the players, and I, I'm only using as an example Phil Jones that he sat there not playing, not in the yeah. squad, not anywhere near the team. he was picking up all his money? That w- weekly wage, monthly wage would go a hell of a long way at Oldham Athletic. It would go a that's hell of a long way spread. at the City. And mm. and I'm not saying he should give it up, but if David Weir should play for free, then yeah,
1: Phil Jones should of play for free. Spot you know what on. I mean? Yeah.
2: They, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't play for free, would they? No, they I wouldn't. Know. And and I and and we, I wouldn't expect them to. Yeah. So, but mm-hmm. I, I, what I don't like is the neg- negativity from football fans because, and and I know Jordan's just signed for Wigan. Jordan Jones, Jordan would not go and play for Wigan for free, and I wouldn't expect him to. And now's they on every single Wigan 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 fan oh, either. So,
0: Messi 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 could have stayed at Barcelona for free. He could, he could, he could have played for free. He's got about five hundred million pounds in the bank. He's not mm. going to play for free. Yeah, we,
2: said, we 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 did a show, did a show a couple of weeks ago on the same yeah. subject. We 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 hammered the question inside out. Um, it's not going to happen because then mm. you look at it, and and I use Gareth Bale as an example. Gareth Bale's multi multi millionaire. He could have gone to Cardiff City, finishes career in in a, in a in a city which he loves, the team that he wants to play for. He just he decides he, to play he for him, him he on. To he to him. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Um, yeah. we've got some great comments about owners, and I really would love to get your opinion on this more about the FA than anything. But, um, so Will first of all said owners should be personable, personable, personally liable if they refuse to pay players and ruin clubs. Too many awful owners out there. Um, Craig suggested the PFA should take a bond off every club owner, the equivalent to six months' pay. And if players don't get paid, then that money is taken from that bond, which the club then has to top back up, or else the points are deducted. Reese said um the sale of Burry to uh Steve Dale is proof that the fit and proper test is a shambles because they bought him he bought him for a pound, had no money, ruined the club, and the FA said, Oh, well, we didn't know he bought it, so we couldn't do a fit and proper test. Um it's, and then Riverside says if the FA vet them and they go bad, shouldn't the FA be the ones who are held then held responsible to pay because it's their rules and their checks? Which is supposed to protect football clubs and then in turn the staff and the players from owners who cannot fulfill their obligations with the contracts to players, staff, and everyone else involved. So that I guess the final question to all those comments is ultimately should the FA be the ones who are held responsible in the long term for these various football clubs? But you know, let's say Barry as well, who obviously had all the problems they had, because those tests this fit and proper test was effectively useless. What do you think, And?
2: One million percent. Because I remember Mehmet Delman being on our show, the second show that he came on, obviously Cardiff City uh, chairman, and Mehmet said that um, that the club was um, available for sale and anybody who wants to come to put an offer at the club have to prove that they've got the funds. Yeah. It's the same for the FA. The FA should ask for proof of funds. And if that proves for funds, then they should be approved that they can pay every one of their wages for every single person who works in that football club for at least 12 months. And then the same thing again the following 12 months, and then the same thing again. And if they can't afford it, then they can't offer these contracts out because the contracts have got a match what kind of money they've got in the bank, duly, Julie, Julie, And I'm not talking about footballers. I'm talking about people who work in in, in kitchens, uh, at the clubs, secretaries at the clubs, CEOs, other people who work in the clubs. For me, everyone did it together. And why should... Why should a footballer have to work for free the same as a chef at a football club have to work for free? It's not going to happen and it should never happen. Yeah,
1: Spot on. Yeah, GD Parry says he's more than happy to play in goals for Swansea for free. Yeah, I'll, I don't want <laughs> to play in Swansea. I'll play for Swansea with my walking stick and I'll be away.
2: Saying that, their goalkeeper is an outfield player anyway. He doesn't play in goals. He doesn't use his hands. He's, his <laughs> big, oh, he's a... their best player.
1: I could. I'll play with my walking stick, and I'll still still be best. <laughs> well. Still be their best player, right? Um, we're gonna we're running out of time massively because we're just having all these really interesting conversations. But um, I do want to talk about your career, David, uh, yep. in depth for the last sort of twenty minutes or so because yep. you've had an incredible career, and I think uh, I try and find the comment, but Geraint said, um, "Always thought David was a good player. Very surprised that you never received a, a full England cap." because um, you made a few squads, didn't you? The full squads, yeah. I was and then um, uh, you played 21s and all the way up, yeah. So... I played from
0: like 16s to 21s and finally got in the squad where it's just on the bench twice. Which I mean, and you'll know, I come from Middlesbrough's a little town from Redcar. I'm from as a little town, it's a fantastic achievement for me. I was just, just happy to be there with the type of players. I mean. John Terry and John Terry and Rio Fernando my heroes, and I was training with them, so I was I was happy. Obviously, I wanted to play. Uh, I mean, Steve Gibson paid for my family, my girlfriend at the time. I think my sister went, paid for my family to go over, fly over in the same hotel as us, fly Can back. Imagine. So he's he's a good owner, isn't he? He's, he's yeah, that's of, amazing. But, uh, yeah, just to, just to be training with them, being in the hotel with them, sort of players was was
1: amazing for me. Were you able to pick their brains and stuff while you were there and kind of yeah, um, learn from them?
0: No, I was. A, I was a bit shy, but it was. Yeah, yeah come on, come on. No, nah, I wasn't. A, oh, shy. Nah. I don't think. No, nah, wasn't shy. Just, just meeting. But I was looking for Beckham. I'm like, <laughs> where's he? Where's he? the thing is that we. What you, walked out of into me? I was like, oh, he, he said to him, I'm David." I yeah.
2: <laughs> what you what you said there though, you said uh you said about, about Terry and, and uh and Rio and, and obviously they have got the Jamie Carragher he's got all the others oh, listen, the golden generation. <laughs> is it is there any regrets that that that, that those players were, were around the same time as you? Because obviously, you know I mean to get to, to get that Clever yeah. Middlesbrough yeah. is your dream because you you are from the area, you know I mean yeah. everyone everyone knows who David Wheater is in, in, in the in the northeast area, but to play for your country, I know you were, you you were proud. Decided to play for your country 16 17, 18, 21s, but to play for your full squad and get involved. Would that have been something extra special?
0: Oh, yeah. I'd, 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 yeah, I'd have loved to have got that cap. But, uh, yeah, like you say, just, uh, I mean, I didn't play that game. Wood, Woodgate was behind them too. You had Ledley King, Saul Campbell had just, just sort of, like, finished then. So, it was, it's when, I always say it's when the proper centre-halves were there. And I, and I, I managed, that, yeah. I managed, yeah. to, I managed to get the squad, so... Yeah, it was just unbelievable
2: for me. I mean, That's crazy. But you, you just spoke about uh, Steve Gibson there and, and obviously Middlesbrough Football Club. So I know we've got loads of uh, Borough fans and uh, and everyone speaks highly of you in the, in the area. Tell everyone how special an area it is for football. Um, and I mean, growing up, I mean, playing uh, as, a, as a young footballer, opportunities for yeah. for young people in the area.
0: That's, it's, it's terrific. I mean, we used to train at Tollsby Road, didn't we? Uh, yeah. Remember that? Like just a nothing was it really? It was just a feel. But I mean, Terry Cochran, the old Millsbury player, used to train me like one night a week when we were we were there, and it was just terrific. Just an old borough player. But then seeing Emerson and Ravenelli, people like that playing at the riverside, it was there was nothing like it. It was like they were like this. You it was like a different world just seeing these players. Like you would never be a footballer.
2: It was, inspi- it was inspiring, wasn't it? It was inspiring as a young person. You know what I mean? That's what I think. I, that's how I found it. I, you know what I mean? When I, you know what I mean? My heroes are obviously a different generation with the John Hendries and the Burnies and the Gary Pallisters and all those kind of players. But when, when they moved to the Riverside, my whole outlook on football just changed because the whole football club looked like a different generation. It looked like a whole new club. It looked like a. It looked like they've gone to another level. That they got of the gates and the whole gate end and, and and they had a full stadium. We're playing against. World class footballers, and we also had a very good team. And we got to that, we got to that stage where we had world class players in our pitch as well. Where Nerecia, exactly. Yeah,
0: but I, yeah, I always remember walking out, well, walking obviously to my to my seats in the crowd that Chelsea game, the first ever game at the Riverside. It, I just couldn't believe how nice the pitch looked. It was. I always remember. It. I can just have the view in my, in my head of just seeing that pitch the first time. But then, obviously, Janino came a few months later. I was like. Nick Barmby just just watched him at like the Euros and stuff yeah. like that, and just seeing him there. Uh, who else? Fiorentoft. I mean, flipping it. Yeah, these well, yeah. players from from when you were younger. It was just, it was just terrific watching them. And then <laughs> you know, when he came on. <laughs> just, uh, yeah.
2: Well, I, yeah, well, and do you know what? It's it's like I just said earlier on about he aspired to be. You know what I mean? You said there about the pitch. You know what I mean? I, I remember. I remember watching all those early games, and you know what I mean. We, we trained that whole road but we, we, we're talking about a new training ground at Hurworth, and it's only talk because yeah, you, you know what I mean. You never think it's going to happen. I mean, you see the pitches now, and it's like a carpet, it's like a bowling green, and you see it from above. And you think I, I want to play on that, and you get to play in the reserves or the youth club. and oh, it's just mm-hmm. there's nothing better, nothing better. Um, we were thinking, but you're about, uh, sorry. You're about about. I want to. I want to mention one person because he's just retired, obviously, recently, and I want to get your opinion to everybody else because we've had him on. We've had him on the show. Yeah. Um, the one and only Stewie Downing you know what I mean what a yeah. oh, well for me the best academy product to come out of Middles Football Club without a shadow of a doubt I don't think there's anyone better Uh but no. as a man as a player as a person phenomenal I was, yeah
0: I mean as a person he was fantastic wasn't he I mean I think he was he was about 19, 20 with a Range Rover I was 17 I, mi- I missed the bus home and I didn't. dare ask him to take me home because I knew he lived in Nunthorpe, and I needed to go to Redcar, which was a bit further down the parkway. But I just, I just said, "Can you take me home, please?" He said, "Yeah, no problem." Got in his red. <laughs> Maybe he might have had a Bentley at this point, Bentley or Range Rover. <laughs> and I was just thinking, flipping it. This is like my one of my heroes here. But he yeah, has a play, terrific
2: one. He, I mean, yeah, he's just and and, and and so grounded as well, though. You know what I mean? Because he's he's not shy to say uh, with the area he got brought up in and uh you know what i mean and he's, he's he's a boy come good out of the area and yeah and okay. uh, i talk about i talk about young players that uh, wanted to aspire to be somebody and you oh. know i mean not everyone can be a professional footballer there's a small percentage but if yeah. if you could aspire to be somebody in 2021 as an ex as a, as a local middle of the stewie Downey yeah. would be would be top of your life well, that's team. the thing
0: he was obviously two uh th- maybe three or four years older than me and we won the youth cup our year and the year below the, no, i was yeah, the year above. Uh, they can't, uh, you, above. Had,
2: uh, you had knight, you had you had nineteen you didn't
0: you? Nineteen, yeah. Like uh, yeah. T- Tony Mark and all them. Yeah, but,
2: uh, good start, good start that year.
0: But then, like that's when Stewie was started playing first team. We just all in- he just inspired us to to get in that first team.
2: Which mm. is just amazing, though, because you know when you look at the career he's had and and, and retiring on his terms and see how how confident he's become as a um, as, as as an adult. You know what I mean? Because Dewey was one of the quiet ones. Um, did his yeah. did his talk with his feet. You know what I mean? Like laughing at dog, Couldn't he? He could, yeah he, he could got, yeah, he, yeah, he had that edge though, you know what I mean? And yeah. I, I think and I like that about, about 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 football. That was one thing that, that you could be something that you that you weren't on a on a football pitch. And yeah. And he yeah. had uh, he had an edge. And I think that 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 pushed him on to be the England star and pushed him on to go to Liverpool and pushed him on to be a um mm. Be a Premier League player for that long because he just had that Some career
0: in it. When you think of it, yeah. I mean, I'm, oh, I'm
2: just silly. You know what I mean? I, I was, I was starstruck when we, when we had him on the shop. I was, I was mm-hmm. staring at Fred, just thinking like, uh, I didn't know what I said. He was just, uh, yeah, just genuinely didn't just. Now, you
0: because
2: you? nah, right, you're just chilled out though, you just, uh, you're just a genuine nice like, guy that I like. I thought I, <laughs> I, 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 I fell in love with you already. So sorry. <laughs>
1: So when we get Simon Jordan on, that's when Andy's going to oh, a me and him. Simon Jordan are, do you know what? I love Simon Jordan, absolutely yeah. do, I can't. You're going to go oh, to pieces, go. mate, when we get him on, I'm telling you. Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Ex- you, Ex- you? On, yeah. on, on yeah. talk sport, mate, yeah, just love him, I absolutely love him. I can yeah. watch him all day. At the minute, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm on the Twitter talk sports, watching the live camera just because he's on it. I just yeah. love listening to him. Just, he's so controversial, it's scary. Yeah, he's, they're, he's,
0: the, they're the good ones, aren't yeah. they?
2: Yeah, but
1: I, I nobody likes him. But I just, I just think he's just, he's just, great. he's just comedy gold. Comedy gold. He is good. Um, Riverside just asked a question, which I'm quite interested by. Is, um, like, I'm really interested in how football players start their career, like academies. And and he asks, um, how old were you when you got picked up by Middlesbrough? Like, how did your start into professional football? I was,
0: begin? Uh, I was seven. Um, You'll know rumbone or uh, you were all
1: you were all the way through through I, childhood. I was FD.
0: playing at Lake. I was playing on actually on my school field in Redcar. And I think it was either Rombone or Keith Noble. Noble, was, yes. yeah. So just talked to my dad. Said uh, that we we wanted to go to trials, <clears throat> and I went to we with all for trials, and, and just got in straight away. From like so, I was there from seven to like twenty three. So I was yeah all the way. We were there when all it was right. the centre, centre of excellence, and there was no. Kits. It, I mean, I think I had a Eric Cantona Man United top on when Brian Robson came in. Everyone's in all these different tops. I think that's when the uh, the the start, of, uh, the start of the academy to get us all all together in one place with the, with kits on and that. Because honestly, it was a shambles. I think we, one day we were training Eston Eston School or something in in Doll, and on a like a five five as pitch that was, was like the uh, hard basketball floor
2: it's hmm. a long stint though is it? it's a long stint from seven to 23 though, it's a long old time in the state of club, state of oh, club. But, then obviously, but then obviously that follows on then weeks that how hard was it to leave or was it an easy decision obviously hindsight's a wonderful thing and, and you move to a club which is a, a, a club close to your heart but yeah. how hard was it to leave
0: yeah it was it, was, it was it wasn't more weird than hard I just I mean Bolton was 7th seven, in the Premier League when, when I went there so it was it was a no-brainer career-wise but yeah just weird like I think I'm not going to be living yeah. here and going down Redcar for a Positos or whatever whenever I want. Yeah. Just, just Positos is ice cream, but you'll know the ice cream, won't you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, funny it's funny
1: enough, K has asked uh, a few times, do you miss the, what are they called, Anne? Palmer. Up,
0: yeah. But up, yeah. I think I said earlier that I live in, I'm live i living in Bolton, but I'm, I, I meant I'm living back in, in Middlesbrough now.
1: Ah, but, okay. uh, what? Remind I, me again what a Palmer palm is?
2: Something with cheese. Oh, and, almost like a it's a it's a chicken a, a scallop with uh, with breadcrumbs on it with bechamel sauce and loads of cheese. It's just it's the it's the right most reality, unhealthiest yeah. thing for you, but it's the it most tastiest. Ah, it, it? And, uh, it, it sounds, sounds sounds awful, yeah. but it's the oh, best right, thing you've ever said.
0: I don't really like, like cheese I don't like bechamel sauce, but put them together, you got a
1: winner. <laughs> something, something about it. Yeah, that sounds incredible to me. I got to be honest. Um, yeah, yeah, they are nice. It's uh, it's one of those, isn't it? So you you obviously you you had made that difficult decision to make the move, but uh, like you say, Bolton were what was it seventh in the in the Premier League at the time. Absolutely, yeah, it's a no brainer, isn't it? You know,
2: career
1: yeah, wise, it's a great, 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 great wise, this, wise, is a But I, I know what you mean because
2: one minute you go to training as you have you done every day for the past seven years professionally, and then all of a sudden tomorrow you're going somewhere else and you. It's a it's a different drive to work. It's a different entrance to the door. It's a different training kit. It's a different oh. coloured top. It's everything just different overnight. Yeah. Are you gonna are you gonna be as good as 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 successful? Are the fans gonna like me? Uh, is the manager gonna like me? Am I gonna get a game? There's all these questions that will go through your head, and all of a sudden it just you just clicks, and yeah, you fall in love. You fall in love with another club.
0: It was Tony Mowbray told me I'm going because there was a couple of clubs and one fell through for some reason. Um, I just finished training in the uh, indoor bit at Rockcliffe. Tony Mowbray pulls me and said, Oh, you're going to Bolton? I was like, What? He said, Yeah, you're going to Bolton. I said, like, All right. I looked at the table and, like, seventh in the Premier prim- League. I thought, Yeah, yeah, that'll do. <laughs> but, yeah, just weird knowing that I wasn't going to live around here anymore. And, oh, for like, I mean, it's been 10 years, 10, 12 years that I haven't been around here for. So, yeah, very strange leaving your your hometown when you, I mean, I, I wasn't unhappy or anything. I was happy playing for Middlesbrough. So, there was, none, none well, of that involved did, either. was there a reason?
2: Was it was there a reason given why you were why you were, why you were sold? It was it was it financial from the club that was
0: I only had, I had six months left, and they're offering like two two and a half million, I think, or something. Good money, good money for the club. Sui's yeah. left at the same time. I think Gary O'Neill might have might have left, but it's when Strachan brought the SPL down, didn't he? On okay. massive wages, so.
2: Yeah, well, I, and I felt sorry for Tony. You know, I me mean? obviously. Tony's one of my heroes, and obviously, I. Um obviously played with Darren, obviously his brother and yeah. good friends were him. And yeah, you know, when he when he when he took over and he had the remit to get rid of all the all the players and, and, and stabilise the football club again. It was yeah. it was such a tough job and the only person who, who probably could have done it for the club was Tony. And oh, yeah. who would be given the time to do was Tony. But I felt so sorry for him because you know what I mean he, he, he could have been he could have been a, an even bigger legend if he was given yeah. and the kind of budgets which other managers have had in our football football
0: Yeah, well, he, yeah, he's a legend already, isn't he? But yeah, like you say, saying, could if he took us back backup, backup in the Premier yeah. League, ah,
2: would have been, he, he, he would have, been hands down the the biggest legend. you know, yeah. what I mean, he's up there anyway. But you know, what I mean, in terms of is it, what he, what you he achieved at Middlesbrough and being Captain yeah. Marvel and and doing what he did and taking us to Wembley, but he's so uh, so he's, he's done a great job at Blackburn. I, I don't know what he's the, done a great job. Yeah,
0: you don't know what the budget is there, but he's. Sure, none of them are on massive wages, but no, he's got a lot of young lads as
2: well now. I think uh, I don't think there's any big hitters there anymore. You know, what I mean, he's 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 the card card in card. My he's, yeah, he's, he's he's a fabulous man.
1: Um, Craig Sullivan asks, uh, who's the best player you've ever played with and why? But
0: um, I mean, Stewie could be up there. Um, I like, I like playing with um, I didn't like I didn't play next to him, but ha- playing like with Hasselbank and Maduka, just seeing them. Bully, bully defenders like they did to me in training, because yeah. <laughs> they could they could bully players and yeah they were terrific. Um, Stu Olden at Bolton was he was fantastic player. He, got, he had a bad injury Jay, yeah, Evan, good player,
2: didn't
0: he and he even smashed him at Old Trafford, really bad tackle, and ended his career practically. I mean, he come back, but he just couldn't get fit. Cause they were top players. One player, one person I was happy that I played with was Kevin Davis because he was. Uh, he was a nightmare to play to play against. But, he, but in training, he'd smash you, elbow you, two foot you, and he he just walk off. He wouldn't help you up or anything. So he was a he was a tough player, but a top a good player for the team as well.
2: Did all did all them players get you into probably the mind the the right mindset in terms of um, when you were playing against other players? Because you just mentioned there, obviously. Hasselbank, Viduka, um, obviously the Yakuza, Kevin is those kind of players who have different attributes of their game. So when you went into a game against X, Y and Z, you were ready to go into a battle because you played against world-class players in training.
0: Yeah, well that was thinking obviously in, in, in the academy, I was, I was playing the academy at Middlesbrough, was, there was no massive players in that, we were all, all skinny at that age, aren't we? But then I'd go train against Viduka and Hasselbank and the they would bully you, they'd elbow you and all sorts. So I think it it teaches you that you have to change your game and be a bit tougher. I mean, put a bit more muscle or whatever on, just to to be equal with these players. I mean, Yakubu's first day, he, held, he, he shoulder barge I me, mean, flipping it. I nearly ended up on the train tracks next to Rockcliffe <laughs> next to the training ground one it, it was mad, but yeah, just just playing with them, training with them every day, spurs you on just to to improve yourself. But That's then obviously crazy. training with Southgate, Woodgate, Hugo—just uh, playing, playing with them and learning off them was was terrific.
2: Yeah, I, I think sometimes you forget, though, don't you? You know what I mean—that the the kind of players that the manager was bringing in at the time. You know what I mean? The Ugos coming in for huge money. The guys was there still playing it at the standard he was. You know what I mean? The Woody's coming back um, at the level of the world. The younger players pushing through for obviously the the youth club winning squad. It's you know what I mean. I, th- I think the, the younger players. I think, got the best out of the older players because because of the, the standard that you were lot were, were pushing through yeah. very quickly. Yeah. And I think it was credit to you a lot because you just all seemed to come through as well as a as like an influx. You know what I mean? The, oh, obviously, the John Max, it was Dewey's, um, the Dewey's, the yeah. Mozers, You know what I mean? And all these kind of yeah. players who just pushed 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 some of the big players out yeah. at the time. To be fair.
0: You'll have been one of the first, then, weren't you? And was Pollock
2: there? Um, was Paul- yeah, I, uh, I, mean, I, I made my debut at the Riverside, didn't I, I, was, I? Was I was the first out of our lot. Um, yeah. and then uh, obviously Ant Olmrod came after me Robbie Stock yeah. uh, you know what I mean of the other red car lads aren't they um, so oh. yeah it was, it was a it, 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 these, these kind of things it was, I'm proud to, I remember we played Bradford City away at um, Valley Parade it was a full, yeah. full house in the, in, in the championship and uh, me and Ant Olmrod both played together I think I played left he played right and we both switched we played and we, it was just it was just great yeah, you know on the scored. pitch thinking about he's got a worldie mate yeah he's, he's, he's off the post and he drew to wall. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's like you're playing with your mates. You know what I mean? It's not like a proper is, game. You don't feel any pressure because you just, you're, you're talking to your mates, you're like, you're you waving to him, you're having a bit of banter And it's just, the football just uh, seems, just seems very surreal in secondary. I mean, people
0: always ask me what the highlight of your career was. I always say the youth cup, winning the youth cup, because it's with your mates. It's when you first start playing in stadiums and in front of fans. It was nothing like it. It was on, I mean, it was on Sky TV when we were like 16, 17.
2: They also got to remember, we thought it's the hardest thing to win, you know what I mean? Because, yeah, it's, it's, how much talent, you know what I mean? I remember uh, we beat Leeds, uh, we beat Leeds the first round, we were supposed to get beat. They had Harry Kuehl, Alan Smith, Woody, Lee Matthews, all those guys. Um, and once we beat them, I remember coming on the bus on the way home, everyone's tipping us to win it, we're expecting to win it. We played Ipswich the next round. Richard Wright, James Scorecroft, Kieran Dyer absolutely yeah. walloped us, you know what I mean? And like that's how good it was, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, t- I'm talking about now standards of players who. All represented their country. Has all got ten million pound moves in the Premier League. So it's exactly. you know what I mean. You've got to be very careful of, of, of every team you play against at that level. Well,
0: we, we played we we lost the Got final one year against Man United, and they they've been buying players. They had Danish players, players from London. We had I think Stockton was our furthest player away from from the Riverside. I mean, I was Car Stockton it was Darlington and we go and beat next next season. We beat Villa in the final. I mean, they've got. They've got foreign lads and all sorts in their team as well. I think, honestly, 20-mile radius, I think we had from the Riverside and and we won the youth club. So, yeah, it
1: was was, was great. Um, Right, David, one question to finish off. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to combine Craig Sullivan's question and Donna Perry's question. Uh, So basically, Donna said, who's your most famous friend? And Craig Sullivan said, who's the most famous person in your phone contacts? So we'll say... Who is the most famous person in your phone contacts? Um, Look at that. Andy Campbell. Show over. <laughs> <film here. Yeah.
0: laughs> People serious, are nosy. Yeah. I mean, I've got. I've got... Missus always goes on me like, right? I've got a few X on the big. David Beckham. Right?
1: David Boy, yeah, I've got a few X yeah. on the big. Best friends <laughs> friend with Dave Beckham, isn't he? Yeah me, yeah, me and Bex. Unreal. I you wish I had to.
0: his number, flipping heck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we, you we, wouldn't be looking my
0: WhatsApp. Oh, he's been he deleting me by now. Oh, he's just been
2: pressuring. <laughs> <laughs> Would he mute with
1: you?
2: he be, be on mute.
1: He'll reply tomorrow. It's all right. He'll reply tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> That's not um, David Weeter, ladies and gentlemen. What a guest. What a show. Um, amazing. Ridiculous amount of people watched this evening, which is always a good thing. Um I apologise if anyone didn't get their question asked. They're probably sure there's a few but um, lots and lots of people watching on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. It's been a pleasure. Lots and lots of com- comments and people enjoying. Um, most importantly, David Wheater, thank you very much for your time, my friend. Oh, anytime. Really so good. I've seen, seen, uh, seen the legend in
0: my DMs, didn't I? I thought, oh, yeah, I have to come on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: really always, mate, I just, uh, I'll just sneak in. I'll just sneak in. But, mate, just to finish with me, whatever whatever comes next from your in your football journey, Good luck, mate, and and I hope to uh, to come and watch it very soon. Very soon.
0: Yeah, I think I've got a few years left.
2: Yeah, uh, I agree. Play play as long as you can. Play as
1: long as you can. I will, definitely. Thank you. Thanks for having me anyway. It's already already begun, by the way. People saying part two, get David back on. (laughs) Good and easy. People are loving it. I appreciate your honesty, mate, as well. And and, uh, people are nosy. They want to know all sorts, but I appreciate it massively um guys we'll be back friday with the championship show seven o'clock so please do join us for that we'll also be back of course next monday with another show another guest um but i just very quickly i'm dropping an exclusive interview on wednesday with uh what many people would say is the greatest pound for pound fighter of all time and uh demetrius mighty mouse johnson i got the opportunity to sit down and talk to him for half an hour so uh check that out wednesday morning Uh, i also spoke to the heavyweight champion of the world this morning uh, this afternoon, and that'll be out uh, sometime next week, but uh, lots and lots of good stuff coming on the channel please do subscribe, spread the word and uh, we will see you Friday uh, and also, oh yeah, uh, might have a Super Kev Unscripted Wednesday just waiting to hear back from Kev but uh, guys, appreciate you all David Wheater, thank you very much Is that Kev McNaughton
0: by the way? Coming it is, here, yeah, yeah, yeah do
1: a regular show with him legendary guy. guy. he is a uh, phenomenal person ask him it's, about
0: uh, coming to my house at two o'clock in the morning
1: I will most definitely ask him that he um it's a good as it's called a uh, super care Unscripted and yeah uh, he just has a couple of beers and we just talk about any and everything <laughs> while like well, he shares some stories it's always a good crackle yeah. people people seem to like it that's the main thing but uh, yeah guys appreciate it see you hopefully Wednesday but definitely Friday cheers <laughs> Network.